Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. And today we are talking about Sister Wives, Season 18, Episode 13, The Elephant in the Room. So, oh boy. So who is the elephant? I don't don't know. What is the elephant? That's a good question. So many people could be the elephant in the room. And you know, this got me Um, thinking... Like all of the, all of the episode titles this season have been, you know, these cryptic, they're trolling somebody. I think they're trolling several people because, Mm -hmm. you know, last week it was like, can't see the forest for the trees. And then Aaron, that was about Mary and the the trees coming down. Yeah. And how writing is on trees down. Yeah. The writing is on the wall, throwing in the towel. I don't know, just all of this stuff. They're they're trolling somebody or multiple people probably yeah. every week. But I just think it's funny. Yeah. What is the elephant in the room? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But that's that's a very good question. That, so, that Cody and Robin are delusional. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. I mean, that is a really good question. I'd have to go back and look at all the other um titles i don't yeah, know well they're yeah they're all very you know thought-provoking yes but oh, yes <laughs> sister wives this is is very thought-provoking very, well as you know, always if you yes. really look at it but yeah so well this episode starts out with like the most awkward gender reveal ever and also when are people going to start doing gender stop doing gender reveals oh, gosh gender is a gender construct reveals. i know it's well, like you gotta well, be real careful. Quick. So they're in Lehigh. So McKelty lives in Lehigh. I thought she lived in Salt Lake City. I'm so confused. I think Christine lives in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake. She lives there, but I thought McKelty also McKelty lives in, Salt Lake lives Lake City. in Lehigh, which I believe is only like 20 minutes away. 
Oh, okay. So Lehigh yeah. is that close to Salt Lake City. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's it's that St. George that's like four St. or George five hours is, away. Is, okay. Yeah. Got it. I get Where I get Robin those two places. Living. Yes. Robin I get living. those two yeah. places mixed up and I'm always like, oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Yes. I agree with you. These gender reveals are out of hand. I'm truly sick of them, though. I was on Instagram the other day and I saw one where these two different guys, they dressed up in and as different sumo wrestlers. One sumo wrestler was blue. One sumo wrestler was pink. But again, we're, you know, we're, we're gendering we're people. We're still but, in the, in the binary. Yes. Yeah. But, but they wrestled, I guess they knew who, what the gender was and they did this whole <laughs> wrestling matched match. And then who you know whomever won the match that was the gender so at first the boy looked like ooh he was going to win but at the at the last minute the girl won and it was a girl i was like okay that's pretty i mean hey kept me for the whole video <laughs> kept me kept <laughs> me in yes it did um i thought that was pretty clever but i'm sorry i am sh- i'm amazed that these things still happen especially after that couple this happened i believe can't remember what state it was where the couple like burned down it was a, california you know, it was california right yes they, they, they started a major fire yes yes after that i thought people are never gonna do this anymore and yet people keep going with this keep doing it keep yeah keep going <laughs> i mean it's, it's also exhausting. just like you know what yeah who gives a shit like you know if you it, uh, it's I, I mean, know. really, there's only there's only going to be two things, right? <laughs> like, it's either a boy or a girl. Well, and also knowing what we know now and what we're learning, yes. like I said, gender is a social construct. There are two sexes, male and female. There, there are uh, many genders, you know, many different mm-hmm. genders. You don't know what the gender of, of this person is going to be until much later in life, you know, Anyway, yes. I don't want to get political. People write us nasty emails or anything like that. I am supportive <laughs> of of all these communities. <laughs> all, I'm yes. supportive of anyone doing anything they want with their lives. I don't care. But anyway, Cody and Robin yes. are visibly uncomfortable and struggling. Struggling well, to and Christine smile. is concerned too. Yes. Well, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. This is this is the be- this was the best line. And I wrote this down. Robin says, I'm hoping that they see our, sm- our smiles. Our mm. smiles will show them that I'm not. She says, the sentence is, I'm hoping they will see our smiles and to show them that I'm not the bad mm. guy. She started with like mm-hmm. a we are and then it became smiles. You know, I'm not the bad guy. So first off, I think that's very interesting that she started off as a we and then it became Mm -hmm. I bad guy. So and then the other thing was I'm thinking to myself, Robin, we haven't seen you smile in a decade. No, no. (laughs) You never smile. Even at the end, you kind of sort of smiled. You didn't you barely smiled at the end. At the end, she smiled like saying goodbye to Avalon because Avalon's the only person who likes them. And and yeah, Robin has a permanent scowl on her face. She's mm. a permanent frown, scowl, whatever you want to call it. She's the most dour person. And, you know, Cody is not not much better. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, 
Robin and all of her complaining about how, oh, my children, you know, they feel so left out and, you know, they don't even know who their siblings are. Well, why weren't your children on the friggin' Zoom call? Yeah, that was interesting, he, too. Even Gabe showed up. You know what I mean? Like every these people showed up j- just to who cares? You're on a Zoom. You don't have to look at anyone. You don't have to have any contact or talk to anyone. It's the most it's the easiest way to mm-hmm. show up and say, okay, I give a shit. Why weren't her kids on the Zoom? Yeah. Well, and then we get this confessional with Aurora saying, you know, I just I just wanted to speak uh, speak up on behalf of my mom and all the efforts she's made. You know, she's the biggest cheerleader of healthy correspondence between Cody and the wives and the children. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, but Aurora is not smart enough to come up with healthy correspondence. No, that was a memorized healthy, speech. Healthy correspondence. What yeah. language is that? And wow. no one even writes healthy correspondence any longer. I'm like, you didn't oh, come up yeah. with those words. People under the age of 50 don't use the word correspondence. I mean, yes. you know, Robin wrote that for her. She memorized it. She delivered it. She brought the emotion. And Brianna was sitting there next to her, looking like she was going to burst out in tears. This was a carefully practiced and choreographed Mm -hmm. speech. The whole thing, it was sickening. Robin is just, she's crazy. And she's she's putting this crazy onto her children. Mm -hmm. Poor kids. Yes. But yeah, they did look visibly anxious. I mean, Cody at one point, like, wasn't, he was just like looking up at his phone, looking down he at was his texting, phone. And, like, yeah. yeah, just, oof, boy, that was, and Janelle said it. Janelle said he doesn't even see any of these people. He doesn't right. even, right. you know, and so that's weird. Here, here's who showed up. So we have Janelle and Savannah. Then we have Tony McKelty and Truly and Christine. They were clearly all in the same place. And at the end, Truly and Christine came out. They must have been on computers inside. And then they came out and we saw both of them outside. We saw Maddie, but no Caleb, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was interesting. And he was Why? there. She was, ta- she was talking to him. Well, because Caleb and Cody used to be BFFs. Remember? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think that Caleb's too fond of him anymore. And mm-hmm. he was there off to the side. She was talking to him. Um, mm-hmm. Even Gwen showed up. And um, Isabel. And then Logan, Michelle, and Aspen were all together. And then we had Gabe and Hunter. Mm-hmm. And I don't I, I don't know if Logan and Hunter on speaking terms with um, Cody. But we know Maddie's not. Because she mm-hmm. just came out with... Oh, she was on a podcast this week. I yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I am. Um, she basically like said broken she is busted or something and something. Yeah. Some apart. Yeah. She basically said she didn't have a relationship with him. Her kids don't have a relationship with him. They don't know who he is. They wouldn't recognize him if they saw him. Um, I thought it was really interesting at the very, very end. Her daughter, Evie, came on to the screen and Evie said, oh, there's my cousin, um, Avalon. Mm-hmm. So Evie recognizes Avalon. She knows who that is. Mm-hmm. Didn't say anything about Cody. Cody didn't say anything to her. Uh, her mm. kids don't even know him. Because remember around the same time of, 
I don't know. This was before COVID, I think. But uh, her daughter, Evie, had to have a surgery. Um, Cody didn't go out there for the surgery. I think that was sort of the first thing that, you know, the first disappointment. Yeah. So anyway. That was very (sighs) awkward. Yes. (laughs) Very, 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 very awkward. Yes. Well, they do the gender reveal and it is revealed it's two boys. Woohoo! How exciting. (laughs) And um, yeah. And so we learn that. um, Yeah, this is this I thought was very interesting. Cody says, I started the video call with paranoia with anxiety Mm. over the contempt that Mm. has been thrown in my direction. I love this. Uh, this is what I love. This is Cody. And and Janelle's sitting there. She goes, I don't mind seeing Cody and Robin together. Like, this is her perception. She's like, oh, it's fine seeing them together. And Cody's using these words like paranoia, anxiety, contempt. Mm. You know, I know. He it's is so such dramatic. a victim. He's such a Do queen. you know what I mean? That's like they're victim words. I, I am such a victim. So much contempt has been thrown my way. I am so paranoid. I am so anxious. I am so, so worried. Treated. I've. So... I'm. I am. I am so awful. And here you have two of your four wives are watching you with this other woman, and they're both like, "Okay, that's good to see you. Yeah, you can <laughs> you have <know>? them. <laughs> yeah." Like, just kind of like, fine, fine. We've accepted it. Fine. We're not going to be a victim to you. Like, fine. And, and yet, and yet he is acting like he is, he's the victim. Yeah. Drives me crazy. Yeah. And also Mary is not there. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing because (laughs) McKelty has said that Mary will have no part of her or her children's lives. She said that on her. Yes. Patreon, which I think, you know, okay, but, you know, McKelty's the one who she keeps doing all these things in the interest of, you know, trying to mend fences and keeping the family together and, you know, still trying to maintain some semblance of family, but Mm -hmm. not for Mary, you know, she makes up her own rules. So, so, So McKelty is not like the benevolent, you know, saint that she tries to make herself out to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought I I thought it was it was interesting. But before we get to the Mary thing real quick. So Cody also says me and Robin, which Robin and I, um, (laughs) the grammar, um, you know, have a good relationship with uh, McKelty and Tony. And then he gets into this whole thing about the kids and why the kids are angry. And he's like, Robin and I were like this. And he shows us with his hands mushed together mm-hmm. and they want their dad, but they don't want Robin. And that's not going to work. And I was that's, thinking about that. Yeah. I was thinking about this because statement. we, we have, a similar situation mm-hmm. where, you know, and I was thinking about that and I was like, okay, so what do you do if you are a parent and your children want to have a relationship with you, but they do not like the person that you're married to? You can still what do you do? have, you can still have a relationship with your child. Mm-hmm. What happens is these men think that 
once they have a new wife, that new wife has to go everywhere with them, do everything with them, be part of every, um, you know, part of their life. And that's just not true. You know, you can compartmentalize. And I know that sometimes is like a negative term, but you can compartmentalize parts of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, you can say, okay, I have a relationship with my children and I do this with them and I see them and my wife does not have to be there. Why does she, why, why does Robin want to be there? Why do step parents want to be there when they know that it's uncomfortable or whatever? Why not just stay home? Why Mm -hmm. do they have to be a part of everything? Why can't Robin just say, you know what, Cody, these are your kids. Go off, do what you need to do with them. I'm here. I'm fine. Is it just like Mm -hmm. total insecurity? I don't know. I, I have, I have my own theory about Robin and this kind of comes out at, I, I, it's a theory that I have about her role in all of this. And it, it's more about comes out towards the end, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's the insecurity. I don't know if it's this vision of what you think a family should be. I think people get very caught up in we're a family and families do everything together. And Mm -hmm. I love this person and therefore you should love this person. If I love them, you, you know, they're a part of me. And if you're rejecting them, you're rejecting a part of me and, you know, so on and so forth. And it's like, okay. <laughs> mm, yeah. Okay. Not really. No. Not, not exactly. Not at all. And, and, you know, not everybody has to get along with each other. Not everybody is going, not everyone's going to like each other. And I think the thing is, is that in our lives, we are going to be in various situations where we're going to have to deal with people we don't particularly like in many different ways. And, but there are lots of situations in our lives where we have a choice, you know, and family is kind of one of them where once you become an adult, you start to have choices. And that is one of the things about being an adult that's nice. Listen, it Mm -hmm. sucks to have to pay your own bills and get up in the morning and go to work. But the flip side of that is you get to decide who you spend time with and who you don't spend time with. And I think that that's one of those pieces. I mean, listen, you cannot always choose your bosses. You can't always choose your coworkers, right? You can't choose your neighbors. You can't choose all of these things. You can't choose your family, you know? Yeah, but but you can't, yes, you can't choose that part of it. But once you become an adult... You can choose how much time and in what situations right. you're going to spend time with people. You can. And also, and the, the, he's so black and white, so absolute. Like the, 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 the whole his whole statement, they want he says they want their dad, but they don't want Robin. And that's not going to work. Robin and I are going to be together and that's how it is. Well, that's not true. It's not that they don't want Robin. It's just that they they just want to have time with their dad without there being all these conditions on it and mm-hmm. all of these, you know, um, all these things that they ha- have to accept. Or, like, it's got to be their way. Or, 
it's not that they don't, I don't think any of these people, these adult children hate Robin. No, they just, they just want to be able to have a relationship with their dad without a bunch of extraneous bullshit. And that's the thing when you, like you just said, when you become an adult, you have the right to say, you know what? I don't want the extraneous bullshit. I just want to see you, get together, talk with you. I don't want these conditions placed on coming to your house for Christmas or I have to apologize to her before I'm allowed to be in your house. Like all that kind of stuff. It's like, that's just, it's just unnecessary. Just have a relationship with them that's independent. Mm-hmm. They're adults, you know? Yeah. Well, but, and, and, and the thing is, is treat me like an adult because mm-hmm. if this was your friend, this was Brian from Oklahoma. Right most likely you would not expect him to apologize to Robin before you hang out again. I mean, come on. Like, but you're expecting your kids to. Like, you're holding us to a different standard that you're holding other people to. And that's not particularly fair. So, yeah. Yeah, and and I don't know. And I also wonder, I don't know if they necessarily even want to hang out with you, Cody. I, I think they want, they want... The old, maybe the old version of you, but they don't yeah, the like this version. version of you. This version right. of you, Cody 2.0, nobody wants this. Yeah, the angry version. So the, the best is, is that then the next scene is Parowan. And I think to myself, uh-oh, nobody invited Mary <laughs> I know. to this. And then oh, my next thought, a, and then I was what like... What about Mary? <laughs> I was like, what about Mary? And, and then... It was like, uh uh-oh, that's right. McKelty hates Mary. (laughs) I was like, "Uh uh-oh, okay, this is why. And Christine very diplomatically tells us that, um, yes, uh, that Mary will not have a, that McKelty does not want Mary in her life. So it's like, okay, got it. And I really would love to know what that's all about. Like, has McKelty said exactly what Mary did? I mean, I know Mary was rough and she yelled and she Mary was, was rough. And... I don't know. There was that one scene they always play over and over again oh, where God. Kelsey was wearing a, a perfectly fine shirt and Mary just like uh, humiliated her and told her she mm-hmm. needed to go change and that she never wanted to see that much of her body ever again. And I'm sure that was not the first or last time she treated her that way. And Christine said that, yeah, they that McKelty acted out with modesty, which of course is not acting out, but I just think McKelty was picked on by a lot of the family. And I think Mary was, you know, one of them and Mary's probably the most expendable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's someone she can like place the blame on. Um, But anyway, poor Mary, she's back to filming herself on her iPhone (laughs) <laughs> up in Parowan. She's not included in this phone call. And, you know, overall, this episode was actually very, I think this episode was about 95% new content. Yes. Oh, yes. It was a lot. Yes. But we did have a little bit of a flashback where Mary went back to talking about her anniversary date and how sad it was. Oh, God. And yes. Talking b- back about the marriage and it was supposed to be for an eternity. And but she realizes Cody broke the covenant. And it's like, oh, God, how many more episodes do we have to go through this with Mary? 
Oh, I know. I know. I just I just wrote down on my notes. Yes, Mary, he has. He has broken the covenant. He has broken. It's it's done. He made he made the choice. He made the choice. You have Mm -hmm. to accept it and move forward with your life. You know, it's and finally she just says eternally bound to someone who doesn't want me. It's a lot to consider. It's like there's nothing to consider. What are you, what are you, cons- what no. are you considering? You, you have to accept it. That's it. He broke the covenant. They're not going to be together for eternity. I don't know who Mary's going to be with for, in, for eternity, but it's not going to be with Cody. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. And like, she has to accept that and move on. There's nothing she can do about it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Every, oh. God, every week we have to go through this. Yeah, I, I could not. Be, I could not believe that we were rehashing. I'm like, oh, you've got to be. You got us. I, I mean, know. please, Puddle Monkey editors, please. Nobody is waking up and saying, hmm, maybe I'll start Sister Wives. I think I'll start at season 18, episode 13. And no, <laughs> you people know what's no, going on. We got on. it. Stop we got there. It. Yes, let's we catch understand. up. So we're back in Salt Lake City and Isabel has to go back home, which back to it's North Carolina, right? Not South, right? North, right? North Carolina. Um, So, so it's now we've now jumped a lot. We've, we're now at the end of, we must be now at the end of summer. So we're now in this this episode, end of summer, beginning of fall. August. Because they mentioned back to school. Yeah. Yeah. She's going back to Um, school. And they're having surf and turf. And, um, they're all just, obviously no, no one's there cause they're, it's all hand, you know, it's all like iPhone camera footage and, you know, it's the same, they're having the same conversation. They always have Tony is bugging Christine about, are you dating? Are you this? Are Very you that? Are you? Yes. And Christine is just mortified. You know, mm-hmm. she's like, I've only kissed Cody. I don't have any experience. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and both Tony uh, you and McKelty, they say, they oh, say something God. along the lines of, well, yeah, you know, you're just getting back in touch with your body. Yeah, Christine is mortified oh, yes. in her, her, her confessional. She's like, oh, my God, this is so awkward. Like, please make this stop. <laughs> well, no. So, so to- Tony says you just it takes practice. <laughs> and McKelty says, get acquainted with your body. So can you imagine those two? I mean, really? No. I mean, it's what are just... they going to get her? A vibrator for Christmas? I mean, like... <laughs> I, I wouldn't put, I honestly wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> I would, I would not, not put it past either of them. It is. Mm-hmm. It's just. But the idea of Tony getting acquainted with anyone's body, it's just. <laughs> No, it's to- this is such inappropriate conversation to be having with your mother-in-law. Tony has no boundaries. He's just so cringy. And now let's think about the timeline here. Okay, so if this is like late August, September-ish, Christine and David Woolley met in October. Oh, they did. Okay, because I, I was wondering, because I actually paused the show went on instagram and went on her feed and scrolled back because mm-hmm. i was like haven't they met yet by now and i realized they went instagram official on on uh, valentine's day this year i didn't realize mm-hmm. that so um and they, so got they engaged, started dating in april yeah 
Yeah. yeah, it was all boom, boom, boom. It was all very quick. So yeah. they started date. Okay, so they started dating in October. So this is August-ish, September. Mm-hmm. So this was, I mean, so, but he was a family friend. She never went online. No, she right? met him on a dating app. She met him on an app. So she did meet him on a dating app. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder if she's already on the apps and just yeah. like, I'm not telling Tony shit. No, because Tony will go and blab it to everybody. Mm-hmm. She's not, yeah, she's not stupid. She's not going to tell him. Yeah. 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 No, she's already, she's on the app. She's, she's just like, oh, shut the fuck up, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, I, she just wants to forget about the past and move on. Um, yes, yes. Oh, God. And then, uh, yeah, that's true. Like, every date she goes on, Tony's going to be asking her questions and, uh, yeah. I don't yeah, remember. let's keep Tony out of the mix. <laughs> <laughs> this, give him as little information as possible. But god. can you imagine? Oh my god, can you imagine? I cannot. Oh god, there's got to be a system. He does. Oh wait, David's going to show up in this season. Do you think we're going to have more? That's what I started of like, thinking of Tony asking the two of them about like, have you kissed? Have you done oh it? My god, have you been acquainting each other with each other's bodies? Oh well, yeah, God. because if we still have a couple more months left in this season, we're coming right up on it. She's going to oh, be. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is so good. She's going to be meeting. Mm. We might see him at the end of this yes. season. Oh, this is very exciting. I can't wait. Yeah. Um. So, all right. Then so next is the big road trip. On the road. Going together. Going to Christine's brother's house. And they have some interesting talk in the car yes well this is what i found really interesting was that um you know they started talking about this whole thing about having to get permission from the church and if this is really a real thing and if you're not part of the church then who cares because basically janelle says yeah i'm done with cody Mm-hmm. You know, well, Christine starts it. this off and I don't know if the producers made her start this or not, but it was the, the whole thing about if Christine was supposed to get approval or permission from the church to leave Cody. Then that was Robin's comment. So they get they have this yeah. whole discussion about getting permission to leave. And since Christine is the only Christine isn't part of the church, she she was like, I don't have anyone. There's no one to give right. me permission. You don't need permission. You've left the church. You're no longer yeah. under. Yeah. And Christine should know her grandfather started this friggin' church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Janelle says that Cody hasn't been at her house. So I assume that means like spent the night, spend the, spend right. The night, yeah. Spent the night yeah. for 10 months. So that means if we're now in, august then that means that was like before christmas before i mean they had the big they had the big fight at christmas Mm -hmm. so that means that he had spent the night somewhere like in november might is that right may well we don't know what month this is now i mean it's in chron if if it's in chronological order i guess it could be august or september but we don't we don't know when this road trip was this this road trip could be any time that's but look clearly since that fight in december he hasn't spent the night oh yeah that much we know so and i doubt he ever and before that she was in the rv i doubt cody ever spent a night in the rv 
Um, I doubt he ever even spent a night in that smaller apartment. I mean, oh, no, I don't know if he ever spent a night in that smaller apartment. I think he spent a few nights in the RV. I think he did. Yeah, I think I think Cody. Yeah, but I think Cody. I don't know. I think Cody's got a real itch for Janelle. I Mm. think he really likes Janelle. And I think they've got a real connection. And I think he was willing to to deal with it for her. Hmm. I do. Well, we now know it's been a long yes. it's over. It's been uh ten months. And uh yeah, yeah, she's she's basically telling although she still is waffling a little bit about she has a little she still has one foot like in this polygamous thing, but Mm. It's not real strong. I think she's just doing it for the TV. Well, is she doing it for the TV? Or I think before I thought she was waffling because of the religious part of it, because she felt very strongly about the religious aspect of it, that she, this covenant, she really felt Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, is something bad going to happen to me? Or is, am I, you know, disappointing God or whatever, whatever the belief is or whatever the feeling is, if I leave this marriage. But now I'm thinking that it's maybe more of the money piece. I'm thinking that she's very scared to leave the fold or really to make some big announcement or to do it on that level Mm -hmm. because of money at this point and she and she says yeah she says that later on in the episode when they're talking yeah with christine's brothers but yeah before his his life has changed you know he he also confirms it's been 10 months Mm -hmm. since he's been to janelle's house yes that's one thing they could agree on they can agree they haven't had sex in 10 months and um, he says he doesn't know what's going on with Mary's life. And he says, now Robin and I, we just have all this time together to have this special life together. Yeah. Very special. I think he's but, moved on, too. Yeah. Well, you know who's in town? Brian. And Brian. And then I thought he told us about how he married his uh, sweetheart, Judith. And I was like, I was waiting, waiting for a flashback to the wedding and to dip Cody dancing. And I was like, God damn it. it. The one time I wanted a flashback, I didn't get it. That would have um, just perked so, me right up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to see Cody dancing. Cody dancing is my favorite thing. But then now, Brian, I thought Brian and Cody sold guns together. But I guess they don't do that. Am I wrong? Well, I read I... online that, mm-hmm. okay, basically, neither one of them are licensed gun dealers. Okay, and now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this by saying I'm probably getting a lot of this wrong. This is just things I have, like, gleaned from basically TikToks. Um, neither one of them are licensed to sell guns, but there's this kind of loophole exception where if you're selling gun accessories, you don't need to be licensed. Cody has never been licensed. Brian was licensed, but lost his license because of some stuff. It's it's all very shady. Mm. What so would I don't prevent know you from getting a license? It. Why can't Cody get a license? He hasn't been convicted of anything. You know, no, why couldn't I think he get it a because license? It would, I think because it would look bad. 
you know, I think oh, it would look oh, bad for his to have image okay. in the show. And and Brian actually he he flipped and testified against some prior um you know partners of his uh you know to 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 stay out of jail for some mm. gun violations or whatever. Yeah. So I, well, I, I don't guess know I- if they do that so much anymore. Okay. Because then when when Cody said, oh, Brian's got this car lot, I'm like, you know what? These people that are constantly changing businesses, mm-hmm. like now they're doing this. Now they're now doing that. Now he's a used I'm, car oh, dealer. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm always like these people, these are the people that if someone if you meet someone and they've constantly got some new business or some new thing, run, <laughs> run. Mm-hmm. They are so shady i'm always very wary of those kinds of people um also cody said that he has sold brian three vehicles yeah that also money yes that's what i thought too because everyone is waxing poetic about this about this sports car and cody Mm -hmm. is selling him three cars i was like oh that's really interesting somebody needs money but and that sports <laughs> car is very special to Cody. Yes. So yes. he would not be selling it if he did not really need the money. Yeah. You know why? Because he lost one wife and that money is gone now. Well, gone. he's now lost three wives. Well, now, but in the, in the course of the show, he's still got Janelle and Mary. He basically said, F you. So, you know. Yeah, but he definitely lost Christine and whatever income she's bringing in. So what I'm wondering is for season 18, for season 18, I wonder if Christine's like, yeah, 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 you're writing the check to me. Oh, of course. Oh, yes, absolutely. So but but what I wonder is because technically when season 18 started, Mary and Janelle were still with Cody if he got their money. Right. Because Cody's always gotten Cody Mm. Entertainment or whatever it is. Right. Has always, from my understanding, he yeah. has always been There's the one, one check. There's one check and it goes to him, Brown Entertainment, whatever. And then that was that he decided where that money went and how that was distributed. My assumption would be now that Christine is gone, her portion would be mm-hmm. given to her and the rest of it was there. Now, if but, they got a hundred thousand dollars an episode, 20 of that is to Christine. But also, do you really think that Janelle, without an estate of her own, without her own home, is really depositing any of her earnings from her plexus or whatever businesses she has into the family account? No. I'm sure she's withholding that. You know, because because it was because it was also their own, you know, all of them in their own MLM monies, not just the show, you know. Mm-hmm. And so Mary's not, yeah, I, if, Mary, if Mary is giving Cody a penny of her clothing business, as she calls it, I mean, that's just crazy. And same with Janelle. No, can, I don't, cannot I don't think they're be. giving him, I don't think they're giving him any MLM money at all. No. I hope not. God. Well, anyway, Cody's, he, he's got a, uh, there's an air of desperation Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, Brian comes to, he's going to pick up the, the Lexus, you know, I guess, and go sell it. But it's like a 20 something year old, uh, it's a 2002 
Yeah. It's probably well, got hold on. so many miles on it from driving back and forth to Robin's house. <laughs> oh, God. And God knows what is encrusted oh, on those seats. God. Because Robin's got some sweet, know. sweet memories. Because that's where that she car. knew they fell in love in that car. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, you know they um, fucked in that car so many times because when he <laughs> when he would go down to St. George and he'd bring mm-hmm. his daughters to babysit. Yes. yes. And then Robin and Cody would go out on dates. They had yes. to fuck in the car. They couldn't come yes. back to her apartment and do it. And they couldn't afford a hotel. No. They could not afford they were a hotel. They were, he was not going to spring for that. Yes. Oh, they were they, broke. Yes. They would put that goddamn top down. And go out into the middle of the woods and get it on. Please don't even tell me that did not happen. Recline the front seats (laughs) as far as they can go down. And you just make the best of it. You know, ask any teenager in America. Like, it can be done. God. Well, yeah. Okay. So this is this is Cody's quote about Brian coming to see him. This is it. When you're going through a hard experience, the presence of another man who another of other men who respect and love you helps you endure that experience. What? Hmm. This is so very broke back mountain. (laughs) (laughs) So essentially it Cody just likes being around other men who respect and love him. And yeah, and also hate on women at the same time. With him, yeah, to commiserate. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, oh, that's, that's the beauty of the manosphere. <laughs> yes. You always have, you always have a, another man around to make you feel better. However, that happens. So yeah. Um, yeah, Robin and Cody fell in love in the car. Robin said she got her answer about Cody from God in the car. Mm-hmm. And a lot of fun stuff happened in the car. She just could not stop talking about the car. Oh, yeah. Listen, we saw a smile on her face there. Yeah. yeah first she time I've seen smiling. a smile in, in many <laughs> years. <laughs> yes, yes. The car, the sports car. And also, Cody says, you know, this is where he... It's the first time on camera he admits he's a polygamist in that car. But it's also, right, where I think collectively anybody who watched that first episode of Sister Wives said to themselves, I know I did, why in God's name is this man Mm -hmm. with all of these children and all of these wives driving a sports car, a Lexus around? That is effed up. There's something off about him. Because that's the first thing I thought was no man with... How many kids did he have at the time? 15, 16? Uh, I was like, he has all those kids and all those wives. They seem to be really struggling financially. There is no reason for him to have a sports car. He should not have a sports car. Like that is the most irresponsible thing. I thought that that's all I could think about at the time. Even if you had a decent living and you're doing okay, you still shouldn't have a sports car because... Because it, the fact that you have a sports car means you have to buy more cars to transport all these people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you should have like three minivans, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. So that so that you can transport your family in a in a, in a couple of cars. But remember when mm-hmm. they would go anywhere, they always had to take 17 cars because you know he had he could only fit a few people in his car. 
Janelle had like a Toyota Corolla that didn't fit very many people. And I think Christine was the only one who had like a minivan. They were just terrible, terrible choices, you know, terrible choices in cars. Yeah. Like always. Yes. Yes. Um, so what I will say, I agreed with one thing that Cody said that I thought was a little bit of growth, which was this. He said, you know, before in his marriages that he was trying, he tried to force things to fit. He was trying to force things to fit as opposed to asking himself, is this a fit? And I was like, you know what? Yes, Cody. Finally, I think you're finally getting it. I said, this is, you know, this is the most perspective he's ever had, which is, this is what he was doing in the beginning of his life in plural marriage, which is sort of this idea of, oh, I'm supposed to marry this woman. Okay, Mm -hmm. yes, plural marriage, you come in. Oh, okay, I like you now, you come in, as opposed to, do you know, do I love this person? Do I want this person? Right. Does this make this sense? Good you know, all of this, yeah. all of those things. I was like, okay, look at you, Cody. Yeah. There's some growth. That, that, that was a little bit of growth. But before yeah. we, before we leave the convertible car thing. Yes. We have to talk about the fact that first of all, they're trying to put that car in a trailer that is not a car trailer. I don't know what kind of trailer it is, but it's not like a proper car trailer and these idiots well mostly cody i put the blame on cody didn't even measure how long it was oh i know i i and then i did not understand fit. anything they were doing i didn't know what he was talking about we're gonna put the jack over here and the hook and the ball and the blah 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 blah, blah. I'm well like, they, i don't they, understand they, any of these they things. got the trailer hooked up to the truck because i think the the truck's being sold too that got hooked up but then when it came time for putting the sports car into the trailer it did not fit and cody Mm -hmm. admitted he's like oh well i measured the width but i forgot to measure the length yeah and it didn't fit yeah so they couldn't they couldn't use it and so therefore just wasted Uh, yeah and the trailer is that a yeah, and also, is the trailer... Did they rent the trailer? Did they have the trailer? Did anyone... Who knows where he it, got it. If they rented that trailer, that was incredibly stupid to not, I don't know, take a little time to measure the thing before you rent the trailer. And then I was like, if that is Brian's trailer, why would you bring that and not measure that? Exactly. I, it All makes it. no sense. It it's was just so a simple weird. Me- a simple measurement. Just a simple measurement. Why and and you you measure the width but not the length anyway? I don't know. Maybe that was fake. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, uh, but no, I, I don't think it was fake. I don't think I don't think Cody would intentionally make himself look that stupid. That's true. I really don't. That's true. I really don't. I really because we've seen how this is. We've seen how Cody organizes himself. We've seen how he approaches problems. We've seen how he does things. He's very disorganized. He's very all over the place. It's it's a lot of this, you know, this shit. It's a lot of planning. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really chaotic and all over the place and very little thought. And and that he has not grown from at all. Not like Joe um, Burger. No, no. You know, we got a um, DM from somebody 
<laughs> about Joe Dogger. <laughs> oh, no. Just basically saying, just no, I know, just saying that, um, you know, just, you know, hey, just want to tell you, I've I've heard some things about Joe Dogger and, you know, he's not the best and all that. And I just wrote wrote them back and I just said, hey, you know, yeah, I've heard those same things. And I said, you know, Brooke just likes him because he's organized. (laughs) and. It's like don't dash your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fine. I, I can <laughs> overlook a lot her of job stuff. and go. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go become no. the fourth wife. It's just that you know I, I I appreciate a lot of his qualities, and I would overlook yes. a lot of things. You know, for that. <laughs> so, yes, yes. Anyway, um, so I think now we're back on the we're road We're back trip. to Janelle, yes. So, let's see. We learned that... So, this is where Janelle says, like, the school year has started, and she's real happy not having Cody around. But apparently, Cody also hasn't seen Janelle, but she ha- he, again, hasn't seen Savannah, Yeah, it sounds like. You know, he hasn't been around Probably for Savannah. Um, she likes... But she likes not having him around. She likes reading her book at night. She likes cuddling with mm-hmm. her dogs. She, you know, she is a just fine life without Cody at all. And then she goes into this whole thing about how she knew Mary's family. And I'm like, why won't you say, <laughs> yeah. oh, I knew Mary's family. Like, why won't you say you were married to Mary's brother? Like, why won't yeah. you say that? I don't think why she's are we all ever pretending like that. that? Yeah, she's never admitted that on camera, and I don't know why. I don't know. It must have been pretty bad situation because she doesn't even want to admit it. So she's never admitted that. She just quote unquote knew Mary's family, and then we hear about the first time she saw Cody. Apparently, she was just smitten, mm-hmm. and clo- it sounds like Cody really flirted with Janelle a lot, and then. Janelle, Janelle goes into this whole thing about how I really started to embrace the faith and I had this testimony about how I should have been in the family. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm sorry, this is just like young horniness. I mean, I hate mm-hmm. to be crude about it, but it's just like you're all wrapping this around in faith. Like basically you were in this crappy marriage mm-hmm. or you weren't too happy with in, or maybe you married for the wrong reasons. You saw Cody, you had this instant attraction to each other. He was also and, flirting with her a lot. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. He's flirting with you a lot. Instant attraction. You, even though he's married, there's this opening to like, Hey, there's this mm-hmm. loophole. We can get married too. And right. Hey, this sounds pretty good. And whoa, he's interested in me. Well, maybe I do like this thing. Maybe this will work for me. Oh my God. God's speaking to me right now. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> I'm just like, Janelle, you're too smart for this. Like, please, yeah. please. Be, I think, you know, this is the part that drives me crazy. This quote unquote, these testimonies they keep hearing. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, is it really? She, she, look, I think that her first husband was a big bore. And, you know, probably, you know, was not fun, not sexy, not good in bed, whatever. Because Janelle, she's a sexy girl. You know, she she likes to get her freak on. Yeah, and she does. He was, he was just not doing it for her. And Cody was exciting. He paid a lot of attention to her. He genuinely really liked her. 
Yeah, know? and he still does. And That's he still does. He still, yes. he still likes her. He still, he does. He still wants to be married to her. He gave he her really a does. lot of attention. And remember in the mm-hmm. Sister Wives book, uh, they both talked about how, you know, they would just hang out and he would ask her for advice and he thought she was so smart and she helped him get a job, helped Mary get a job. I mean, Janelle was just like a, you know, fabulous, you know, person in their lives. And he was like, yeah, okay. And then she, yeah, she used the religion to justify it. Mm -hmm. You know, the plural marriage and the testimony and then this and that. She's like, yeah, I really, I want to be part of this. I don't, you know, I, I, I wasn't raised like this, but oh, here's this religion that says this is great. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm so I'm going to do it, you know. And then her mom went and met Cody's dad and got married to him. So it was like before they even got married. So it was like, she, yeah, there was no shame in the game. You know, it was like, yeah, it was it was all good. Um, yeah. And she just kind of told him, I think I'm supposed to be in your family. And then Cody said, OK, <laughs> Like, all righty then. Like, on yes. Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah. When, when uh, Charlotte tells Trey, you know, she thinks they should get married. And he says, all righty then. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was the same scene. Yeah. Oh, but they said, let's pray about it. Yeah. Janelle yes. Says, let's pray about it. Let's pray about it. Which basically anyway. means, you know, and basically means, like, if we're still attracted to each other in the morning. Right. We still want this in the morning. We're going to we'll go do through it, with it. You yeah. know? Yeah. So we learn from Jadel and Christine that that a lot of things changed when Robin came into the family. Mm-hmm. A lot of things changed. That, um, you know, they used to have the, for Thanksgiving, they used to have these magical four days of feasting that, um, you know, they stopped, they were doing Friday night dinners. They were doing things on Saturdays together as a family. And then suddenly she was this separate entity and Cody was just over there all the time. But Cody disagrees. He says that she enhanced the traditions. I, you know, I I don't know. It's, it's a little bit of this thing of like, yeah, you you pick this other person that didn't live, you, you know, you, you complicated everything. Everyone lived mm-hmm. in the same house. They were all together. Everyone was mm-hmm. in one place. And you met and married someone who lived four hours away and then moved them into a house that was not in your house. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was going to complicate everything. It was going to and cu- uproot everyone and everything. Yeah, he also said... In response to this thing about how, you know, she, uh, you know, was a separate entity and Cody was just over there all the time. Cody said that that was part of our negotiations. Almost like they consented to, okay, we're going to bring this woman in. She's not going to live in the same house with us. And that's, that's, we're, we're like renegotiating everything. And I think that probably Robin, all these traditions stopped because like, let's say Robin's night fell on a Friday or Saturday when normally everyone mm-hmm. would just kind of get together. She was like, no, that's my night. You know, you're going to be here with me and my kids and that type of, th- you know what I mean? I think, I feel like that's what she did. And it was part of these, this renegotiation that no, <laughs> nobody, but Cody and Robin really 
knew about. Oh, I interpreted that differently. I didn't, I thought it was more of that Cody was saying that Robin understood that these were our traditions and that she needed to adapt to that. But she didn't though. Well, I think that we're saying she didn't. Well, I think that the, the more sort of holiday traditions, that's what I I thought they were referring to. I think that the other things like spending Friday nights together, hanging out all day Saturday that are like more of just natural. We all live in the same house. So we Mm. naturally all do these things that aren't necessarily holiday traditions. They fell by the wayside because, you know, suddenly Cody's not there Mm -hmm. because he's somewhere else. Right. Yeah. That's, that's I mean. how I, think I we're interpret saying, it. I think we're saying the same thing. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think that the re- the result so, was the same. He yeah. wasn't, it wasn't as flexible. He just wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. Be- because they complicated everything. Right. Well, when we go through this whole thing about how Christine's saying, you know, Cody found a soulmate and it's just, that doesn't work in plural marriage. And then this is what I think is very interesting. This is my theory about Robin. So Janelle says, Plural in plural marriage, the man is supposed to grow and continue, you know, right, continue to grow. And Cody tried, but then he met Robin and they were so alike and she made it so easy for him to be with her. He suddenly didn't have to try anymore so that once he met Robin, it was like, oh, everything she, you know, I'm perfect in her eyes. Everything I do is great. And this is my theory is I don't think that that was by chance. I truly believe that this was, that Robin made it that way. I think Robin Mm -hmm. decided, I am going to be perfect for him. I am going to love all the things that he loves. I'm going to make it so, I'm going to be the perfect sister wife for him. I'm going to do all those things. Like, I think she really did figure out how to just, orchestrate things yeah, for the him key to his heart yes 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 and what i think is really interesting and it's it's a shame because i don't think the show can keep going because because what's so frustrating and annoying about it is how separate they are and how mm-hmm. we have to hear one opinion over here and one opinion over here and you just feel like get on the same goddamn couch and talk to each other let's let's hear it like in the same moment so we can hear a conversation so I don't think that it's going to keep going. But what would be really interesting is to see Cody and Robin five years from now when she does not have sister wives to play off of, when mm. she's just having to be herself, when she's just mm. having to, like, can she can continue? What, is she just a chameleon? And has she just morphed into whomever Cody wants her to be? And can she keep running, you know, like rolling along with that person? or? Will she sort of start to fall apart? Like, will Cody start to be like, wait a second, hold on. You you, you told me you like this. You told me you yeah. like that. I thought you were more like this and like that. Because she really did, you know, go in there and highlight everything that she needed to be. And that's why I think that, that Janelle was so 
rock solid in who she was as a human being, that that was never going to rattle her. But Christine, I think, felt such insecurity in who she was that that really rattled her. So she swung Mm. in the opposite direction. And that's why, like, the more Robin did what Cody wanted, the more, you know, Christine on the other side swung in the opposite direction. And that's what made Cody so upset with her and so angry and why he kept calling her a bad sister wife. The more Robin was good, the more Christine was bad. And that's how this dynamic played out. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting when you talk about five years down the line. I don't know if this is sustainable because Robin has already expressed that having to deal with Cody, just her by herself is too much. You Mm -hmm. know, she has talked about how it has been really difficult because he's with her all the time. And he's very intense person and she's had to absorb all of this stuff. And prior to that, yeah, she could have a fun couple days with him and she can get all her Mm -hmm. work done so that, you know, when Cody comes over, they just have this fun romantic time and then he goes off and then, you know, she has time to like regroup and okay. But yeah, that she liked that. And so it was easy for her to be the fun, the fun wife. Right. Yeah. Now. What if they're together every day, 24 seven and all of his problems and all of his shit is just in her face, 24 seven. I mean, just look at her. She looks like just yeah. so run down, beaten down. She has said that it's a lot that, you know, she's kind of, I feel like she's probably worried about her marriage with him. And when she says that this is not what I signed up for. No, it's not what she signed up for. She wanted to have a fun, romantic marriage like a couple days a week you know and then the rest of it do whatever she wanted to do and have other people support her (laughs) you know which was what was that was her life for a lot of years i don't know if she can sustain this because cody's intense Mm -hmm. you know and he's angry and hopefully his anger with all these family members and whatever will will you know calm down over time but I think the last couple of years for her have been a nightmare. You can yeah. just see it on her face. Well, and also neither of them work. You know, that's the yeah. other thing. It would be it would be different if both of them got dressed every day and went to a job, an actual job. At least they would be apart during the day. But right. they, you know, they they don't work. So they don't have these outside lives, which makes it even harder. And, and their job is to be on this reality show and, and, you know, and their livelihood is based on this reality show and connected to that. And, um, and so, yeah, I think that I don't, you know, Christine always talks about how they are soulmates and I, and I don't know if that's really what's going on on here i i don't know if that's that's what it is i I don't you know cody's very much a narcissist and in some ways robin is too Mm -hmm. and i don't think that narcissists can have soulmates i really don't i I mean listen i'm not i'm not a narcissist expert but i just don't think that they can really love on that level because you know, we have many soulmates in our lives. We don't just have one, but to really have a soulmate that that requires a certain amount of vulnerability, a certain amount of like mm-hmm. deep connection. And when you're, you know, narcissists, nothing gets too deep. 
it can't get too deep because you don't know yourself well enough. You're not going to do that. You, you're never going to let people know you on that level. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a very, you know, what Robin is, you know, a lot of what Robin does, it's this very narcissistic thing. It's that whole thing of like, you know, uh, we want them to see our smiling faces. So I don't look like the bad guy. It's kind of like, I don't look like this. So I don't look bad. So I'm not, you know, so people don't blame me, you know, let me coach my daughter so that Mm -hmm. she says I'm a good person, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. You know, she's a little bit of what they call like a covert narcissist, narcissist. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of these covert narcissists Mm -hmm. out there that kind of sneak around in the shadows. So yeah, I don't have a lot of hope for those two, honestly. I, yeah, I agree. I, I don't think they're these quote unquote soulmates. Christine yeah. sees the world in such a fairy tale fantasy kind of way. Um, and I just don't think that that's, I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know what? We now, now we're in, we're in Burley, Idaho, a place I didn't oh. even know that existed. <laughs> but it looks real nice. It looks very pleasant. Yeah. Well, they're visiting Christine's brothers, Levi and Steve. Steve um, has the same mother as Christine. Levi has a different mom, I guess, same father. And, you know, we've never heard about these guys before, never seen them before. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure how much Christine really got to spend time with her family when she was married to Cody. Because I remember her saying... Early on in episode, or maybe it wasn't. Uh, anyway, I remember her saying that, that, you know, there were times when they were so broke that she didn't have the money to go to travel to see her father, to see her family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they live in Idaho, that's, you know, that's a ways away from Utah. So I don't know how much time, you know, she's really gotten to spend with her brothers that you know they yeah. don't they kind of don't seem to know each other that well janelle's never even met them it seems like um, yeah well and talk about being a bit of a pollyanna here about about polygamy and all of that is mm-hmm. how christine viewed it versus the brothers the yeah. brothers talked about how how much tension there was how mm-hmm. difficult it was how they could cut it you know cut the tension with a knife and fighting and the upstairs mom, the downstairs mom and how they hated it. They, you know, didn't want to have any part of it. And Christine's mom was a basement wife too. Yeah. And Christine romanticized it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That she romanticized it. She thought it was great. She couldn't wait to be a third wife that she thought, you know, it was amazing. And, and even now she was just like, oh, I guess I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe I was a teenager and moody. I, you know, she has no idea what she was Mm -hmm. thinking. And I was like, yeah, Christine, maybe you weren't looking at this through the right lens because this is everything else and i don't know if it got worse because she's so much older maybe it got worse and worse and worse because these brothers look like they're in their 30s maybe yeah maybe the other one's like in his late 20s 30s but like so maybe things got worse and worse and worse but like christine like you know it wasn't great no so christine's mom left where were you before yeah christine's mom left her dad before Christine even graduated from high school, I think. Okay. You know? So it was bad. Yeah. And Christine had a very strained relationship with her mom. And that's why I worry about, 
um, Christine and her new relationship with David because, yeah, she she has no relationship experience other than Cody. She is really a Pollyanna. Mm-hmm. This whole thing about the Disney princesses and the you're my king and, you know, like dreams do come true, you know, hashtag Prince Charming, all, like all that kind of stuff. That really worries me. You're a 50-year-old woman, Christine. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm the one that said I thought all this was moving too fast. You said, you know, hey, she's 50. Let her, let I her know. have I, her I'm, life. I'm, I'm modifying that. I'm modifying my um, <laughs> Because I'm the one stance. that said... I know. I'm the one that said they needed to be dating at least a year before they get married. I, I, and yes, they technically were dating a year before they married, married, barely like married, engaged. Yeah. Yeah. It all happened. I felt like it all happened really fast. There's listen, you have your whole lives. You still have another 30 years to live. So Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, you can spend every waking moment together. It doesn't matter if you're married or not. So I did not see what the rush was. And yeah, I'm, I'm David for everything that we're seeing. He seems like a nice person. We have not seen anything that has any red flags or anything that's concerning. But it's how would just, we even know? How would we even but, know? Yeah, we ha- we wouldn't really know. I think someone would come out of the woodwork. I think somebody in some, you know, we've heard things about this Brian guy. We've heard things about random people. You know what I mean? All these, all these ancillary people in the sister world, sister wives world, they come out. So I feel like something would have come out by now about him if, if it was really, really bad. But again, I think it's that same thing of expecting a relationship or expecting this arrangement or relationship or something like that to complete you, to make everything great, to, right. you know, to make you happy, to fulfill you in every way, shape, or form. It's like, no, Christine, it doesn't work like that. It's yeah. just, it's, trust me, I've been married 20 years. It's married. It's just, it, it's, it's just, it is what it is. It's not, you know, it's, it's not going to fulfill you or change your life in any way. It's a relationship. That's it. Yeah. You know, I know I got swept up. I got swept up. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm, now I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> seeing the light I'm like oh shit I'm scared oh uh, well so then we hear a little bit more about the beginnings of mm. uh the relationship with Cody Christine Mary and Janelle when they lived mm-hmm. in a three-bedroom trailer and we hear about how mobile home the walls mobile home where mm-hmm. the walls were tissue paper thin mm. And we can all they all, what that yeah, meant. Yeah, they all said that. So they heard it all. They um they heard it all. They heard it all. Everything. Oh, how miserable. God. Oh, and that there was the just one that's, terrible. That was the one kitchen. That's the order. Oh, yes, the one kitchen. Of, one kitchen, one yeah. kitchen. One kitchen. He said, you know, it's abusive. Some of my wives think it's abusive <laughs> to share a kitchen. That's where that came from. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was a miserable time and God, I'm surprised they got past that, but, but they did yeah. because, you know, I think shortly after that, you know, cause Cody and Janelle had a couple periods of separation. I think one of them was after she moved out of that hellhole. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think, I think we don't even know the depths of, <laughs> yeah, 
how awful this all this was. And um, surprisingly, you know, Christine's brothers, no polygamy. They've got Levi's wife there. And she's like, mm, no. And it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, Yeah. Well, Janelle then gets into this whole thing about, you know, should polygamy be you know, legal should, mm-hmm. you know, what would happen if we allowed it to be legal? Because in theory, right, a man can ghost a wife and she's right. You know, you can just set, stop paying support. He can stop paying for the kids and just bail on yeah. the family. No legal and, obligation. and really, I mean, obviously she's saying all this because of the own her bind that she's in right now. Um, you know, Christine, obviously, Christine is saying on her end, she she recognizes that the flip side of it is, is that Christine would not have been able to write. I mean, you would know better than I. Christine would not have been able to be like, OK, well, I'm going to sell you Coyote Pass. I'm taking the proceeds from this fa- from this yeah. house and I'm taking truly to Utah. Peace out, Cody, and leave right. so smoothly if they if they were legally married. So that's the other flip side of it is it complicates things. But well, she's having an exception. Debate. Yeah, she's an exception to the rule. She lucked out. And I think we talked about this a week or two ago. The only reason he had to go off title to that house was so that he and Robin could get the house because he couldn't mm-hmm. qualify, um, you know, being on title to that house. She lucked out. Mm-hmm. She really lucked out. But in general... Yeah, normally that doesn't work out that way. And yeah, like Janelle is fucking screwed. Although, you know, she could. Again, she is a title owner of, I don't know, one or two of those parcels on Coyote Pass. Um, Mary said two. She said that that Janelle has two lots. mm -hmm. Well, yeah, a lot of. A lot of times the way that these large um, pieces of land are uh, structured is there's several parcels. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like you know, they could, they, they might've paid one price for all these parcels, but there's a certain number of parcels, but the parcels don't necessarily equate to how many lots. Those are two different concepts. So mm-hmm. anyway, Janelle's on title to a couple of parcels. She could force a sale. You know, she could bring mm-hmm. a lawsuit, force a sale of two of the parcels and get the proceeds, you know, get her, you know, one half, one third, whatever she owns of these parcels. But someone would have to be willing to buy them. It's very complicated. It's not that easy. I mean, she does have some legal options, but the reality is it's not the same as being legally married, you know, because if you're legally married, you go to court whatever your assets are on paper, whatever they're worth. Okay. You get this, you get that. The other person, if you want to buy them out, you got to figure out your own way, how you're going to do that. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And Janelle is realizing that, you know, she has an uphill battle here. And so I thought, yeah, that was an interesting discussion about the money. And, um, Mm -hmm. Janelle says she has no idea if she'll get anything. Um, and I think she says one of the reasons, yeah, Christine actually says one of the reasons Janelle is still with Cody is because she has nothing and she doesn't know if she'll get anything. And so she's not going to just walk away until she can secure something. I'm wondering when did Janelle start with Plexus? 
because she's obviously doing really, really well. We saw the room that she had on that Plexus cruise. I mean, right. so she's she's making she's obviously making a lot of money on it now. Again, I think that these MLMs are so deceptive mm-hmm. about what you know, what they show you on the outside and what's really happening on the other side. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that Janelle had to pay a a fee to be in that room or something like that. It wouldn't surprise me. It's not, it's not a quote unquote free um, trip. Remember there, I don't know if you saw this on Heather McDonald on Juicy Scoop. She had a a woman on there not that long ago. She wrote a book. Oh, about RNF about about skincare a skincare she was part company. she yeah. was part of a yeah, yeah, mlm yeah. i don't know which one it was but she yeah. was saying that yeah those trips and cruises and stuff they're not free basically mm-hmm. what they do is they offer you like some basic 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 package and you still have to pay something for it but then they upsell you and they say oh well if you just pay you know, a little bit more, you can get a better room or you can stay more days or this or that. And it becomes this thing where you kind of get pressured into paying more so you can be part of Mm -hmm. the whole experience. So Janelle did not go on that trip for free. Okay. Mm -hmm. She paid something. Um, but, but she apparently had yeah. enough money to upgrade to a very, very large presidential suite. So, I mean, she's doing a little bit better. So she must be doing some. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But she's, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. So much of that MLM stuff is just all about image, and you have to project a certain image so that people will, yeah, want want to buy into it. Yeah, and it's such BS. Who who knows? I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've justice for Janelle. <laughs> she's. <laughs> yes. It's something out of this. It's true. Oh, before I forget, also someone else DM'd us about, we were talking about poop in a group. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? Get your shit together. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought of that. Get your shit together. <laughs> I was like, that makes oh, sense. I was like, that's a nice thank way you. To, yeah. That's a nice yes, way. Yes. I it. was like, uh, I was like, oh, I can't believe we couldn't figure that out. <laughs> Get your shit together. Got it. Poop in yeah. a group. Okay. That makes thank sense. you. Oh, thank God for our listeners. They seem to understand what's going on, (laughs) even though we don't. God, poop in a group. That seems so weird. So, yes. All right. Well, I think, are we done? Are we finished? I think that's Uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Next time on Sister Wives, Mary, like, officially breaks up with Cody and Ron. God. Thank God. The picnic table scene out on Coyote Pass where Robin sobs and yes. you know mary says well sorry <laughs> this appears yes. to be the end and you know what earlier in the episode uh i think it was christine who said something very ironic she said you know janelle and i are really the only people who've ever lived plural marriage <laughs> successfully <Yeah. laughs> and they're still living it they're still living it they're, yeah. they're still together and, and, and so that's I, the truth and here i keep coming back to this which is Robin wants to be in plural marriage. Mary wants to be in this marriage with Robin and Cody. Robin wants her to stay. So why doesn't she invite Mary over more? Like, if you want this and she doesn't want to deal with Cody on her own, does she just, I mean, is it kind of like she just, is it like, 
she wants Mary to be around, but it's almost like, I don't want Mary at my house. I would just want Cody, Cody doesn't at want her, her there. house. Co- you think no. that's why you think yes. that's why she doesn't get invited over? No. Like Cody Robin Wood. It was Cody. Robin Wood. Cody doesn't like Mary. He doesn't want to invite her over. He doesn't want her at his house. He can barely tolerate speaking to her. Okay. So so Robin has to keep the peace because that's her role. So she mm-hmm. can't possibly say no to him. And okay. All right. That makes more sense. All right. I'm with you now. Yeah. Okay. That's Got my it. opinion. All right. Okay. Yep. The producer Steve's telling me to wrap it up. Okay. All right. Wrap it up. All right. So thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you like this podcast and you enjoy it and you haven't already, please go to Apple and give us a five-star rating and review. We really do appreciate that. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Um, we are covering on Tuesdays, we cover sister wives and on Thursdays, we are covering lots of different things. Um, this week we are covering, uh, the Wham documentary. Really, really good. I did not think I would like it at all. And I loved it. I've got that goddamn wake me up before we go, go (laughs) song in my head. Um, that and freedom and faith and <laughs> careless all whisper, all the hits. Um, and uh, if you're new and you've just discovered us, go back. We've been, uh, we have over a hundred episodes. We uh, covered um, lots of things besides sister wives, lots of documentaries and, um, and just like that. And um, love is blind. Love is blind can't remember lots of different things um yeah lots of documentaries yeah and uh what else uh follow us on social media at psych legal pop at um instagram and tiktok and yeah and if you enjoy this podcast please tell a friend or two spread the word we really appreciate it and i think that's it yep thank you thanks see you later Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.